0: Welcome to a special ConExpo edition of the Digging Deeper podcast, brought to you by Tenna, helping construction companies know more, control more, and make more.
1: Hi, Larry Stewart here with 4ConstructionPros.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm at ConExpo ConAg 2020 uh, with the folks from Deere. Meet John Gilbeck, who's Manager of Product Marketing and Planning, and Brian Rausch, who's uh, Senior Vice President Engineering Manufacturing for John Deere Worldwide. You guys have got a real great focus on uh, on connectivity with customers. Talk a little bit about the technology that Deere is bringing to the marketplace
2: today to, to enhance that relationship uh, with your customers. Sure. So, so uh, people have used telematics for a long time in the industry, but Deere's really focused on two things. One is uh, diagnostic done remotely, so the ability to make sure we can diagnose a, a customer's issue before we send a technician, before we send equipment. We call it service advisor remote. And then really we're very focused, and when you heard just a little bit ago from uh, Jim Field, is machine health. And it's been able to look at uh, the, the, uh, the alerts that come off the machine, our history of those type of products, the likelihood of, of what it is, and then connecting with the dealer who can go and connect with the customer and solve the problem, frankly before the customer knows the problem exists a lot of times. Yeah. So it's been able to do things remotely and it's been able to take advantage of, of the information on the machine before it fails.
1: Now, that, that sounds like a lot of the features that people have been talking about on telematics yep. since the beginning. I,
2: what's changed? Uh, in that technology. Yeah, so so, so first off, there's a lot more. Before, you used to get a lot of failure alerts. This has failed, and this is likely what's happened. Mm. Now we're able to look at how the machine is performing and things that are starting to go outside of the normal bounds of operation. It's kind of like, for you, I've got a fever. I'm not quite sick yet, but now we can start to look at things and say we think there's a filter restriction. We think that the combination of this issue, this issue, and this issue, we've seen it before, and we know in the next... Three days in the next six six weeks, we're, we're likely to have this type of a failure, and we can we can diagnose it. So it's, so it's yeah. So instead of before when someone's sick saying, here's what we should go do, we can start to look at the symptoms before it becomes a real issue and react. And so, we do it with the dealer. So it sounds to me like like
1: it, the 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 key phrase there is there is that we've seen it before. That now you now you've got you, you're you're developing a way of looking at the data, uh, and I assume using AI as an assist in uh, to, to handle a large flow of data and be able to find those things before they go wrong.
2: You've got exactly right, Larry. So if we can look at failures that have occurred, we can go back and look at history of data and say it likely had these type of three diagnostic codes that happened before this failure occurred. So now by, by mining that data using artificial intelligence, we can start to look at and say. We got the first two, the third one's likely to come let's go out and, and get after this before, before mm-hmm. it becomes a real issue. How do you handle the
1: customer issues, the the relationship issues, with with, with a system like that? I mean, i, I got to think that there's, you know, a little suspicion, perhaps, from customers who are used to making those decisions. They're, they're accustomed to the sort of reactive approach. Uh, um, here you are saying, we think you should do this now, and, and they might not necessarily agree, or have the time, for instance, to, to make that change.
2: You know, he, he, he. so so there's two parts to that. One is our, our connection to the customer is always through the Deere dealer, yeah. who also has their own, own system and is also monitoring. So hopefully that's has that relationship. And they're the ones that contact the customer and have that, have that trust in that relationship. The other one is we never use that data to void a warranty or something that people would look at and say, you're, you're, you're looking over my shoulder in ways to, to aid deer. It's always about how do we support the uptime of the customer. Yeah, and, and I think we've got a track record of doing that. Frankly, I think Uh, Our industry's got a pretty good track record and I think Deere and Pickles got a really good track
0: record for that. Go beyond tracking. Tenna is the construction technology platform that revolutionizes equipment fleet operations. Tenna lets you know more with reliable tracking and a unified platform for mixed fleets, built on over 100 years of construction experience. Control more with visibility from the machine level to the project, all the way up to your whole company. The result is, you make more money with better own, move, buy rent decisions, higher utilization, and more predictable days. When choosing a technology solution, choose one that is built by contractors for contractors. Choose Tenna.
1: What other uh, aspects of technology should
2: we be talking about uh, in this discussion? I think there's two things. You you, you know, for a long time we've been talking about uh, the scarcity of labor and for maybe the past 10 or 15 years we've started to see aftermarket machine control systems things that go in a bulldozer uh, have been first but and motor graders but now the oems in particular dealers doing a good job with what we call smart grade integrating the technology into the machine and making it making it more reliable easier to diagnose issues and, and, and frankly uh, able to add additional features that an aftermarket provider can't do that's one thing the next thing is we clearly hear from our customers a desire for more and more uh, of things they've experienced on highway or on their cars to be in their equipment to prevent uh, obstacles uh, or, or people to, to make sure they can identify and react to those things appropriately. Hmm. So you know they're not looking for just a backup camera, they're looking for some type of smarts that come back and say, hey, I detect that something is in, in in this range. They'd like us to make the machine react and that's gonna be in the future, but at least we're, we're, we're doing a much better job Uh, of uh, uh, of being able to warn the the person. And, you know, it it, it isn't so much about people. People's really, really important, right? But, you know, most of our job sites are urban environments, right? So they they work close to cars and and buildings and things like that and being able to give them, uh, eliminate false positives, right? Mm -hmm. And and, uh, give them good information to make decisions without overwhelming them with alerts that are on all the time. You know, if you had a chance to go through our booth, you'll see a number of those type of things. We talk about smart rods, which is real or obstacle detection systems. You know, they're really good for construction. Something you haven't seen before, but boy, you can look at it and say, "I kind of get that from my truck, right?" You know, yeah. you know I've got some of, some of those technologies. Sure, it's more complicated than off-highway equipment, all right. And uh, we don't want to take away control from the operator. And that's part of the challenges. Yeah, and people say, "Could you could you brake before you hit something?" Well, for sure, but if you've got a wheel loader and you've got uh, a load up real high, do you really want us to hit the brakes, or would you rather tell the operator you're, you're in this proximity and help them react? Mm-hmm. Over time, we'll find ways to smart do that, but right now, it's more about warning the operator. Right. So I'd say that that you know ease of operation is the number one, and, and obstacle detection and intelligence is two.
1: Yeah, yeah. So obstacle det- uh, detection is really it sounds like a like a significant push. How 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 are you warning operators?
2: differently using obstacle detection yeah so so um people have had uh, uh radar for, for for some time we've had them on our wheel load for seven or eight years but it hasn't been as smart as it is today so some of it is actually different warnings with different proximities that uh, there's one way to provide information when it's a little bit farther out kind of yellow and a different one one is red it's been able to, to provide the choice between audible alerts visual alerts uh and, and working through those challenges Yeah. You know, if you ask a customer what keeps you awake at night, there's a whole bunch of things, but somebody getting hurt on their job site is pretty much number one because that can be catastrophic for what gets a person getting hurt, also catastrophic for their business.
1: Yeah, a lot of family businesses out there, and those people are family. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Coming to the end of what I what I can think of, is there are there other things that you want you want to talk about? Anything, John? If you cover the main topics we want to cover today?
2: Yeah, I think I think we feel really good about the technology portfolio we got ahead of us. Uh, what we're showing here today is either in production or in the next two years, and uh, you know it's, it's about uh, making the machines easier to operate and being able to uh, enhance our customers' business.
1: All right. Well, Brian, thanks so much for your time uh, today. And John, I I appreciate it very much. I wish you the, the best at
0: the show. That's it for this special Con Expo edition of the Digging Deeper podcast sponsored by Tenna. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.